East Lothian, Edinburgh's coast and countryside has so much to offer. With 40 miles of stunning coastline and gentle rolling landscapes, it's the perfect place to relax and enjoy the great outdoors. Hello, I'm Fat, and in this travel podcast series, I'll be chatting to the experts to help you discover the hidden gems, the finest food and drinks, and the coastal treasures as well. Plus, we'll be stepping back in time to hear about the historical wonders right here in East Lothian. Welcome to the Visit East Lothian podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by David Jameson. He is one of Scotland's regional food ambassadors and the state head chef at Archerfield House in Darlton. David, hello. Hi, Fat. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm really good. So with those credentials, you must know a thing or two about good food and drink, I'm assuming. Uh, firstly, tell us about your background and how your passion for food began. No problem at all. I started off uh, a lot younger when uh, my gran was very much into cooking. I absolutely loved it. She did lots of home baking, lots of cooking for local charities. So I used to help her when I was younger. And I just get really interested in how you could create amazing things with um, our shortness of ingredients. My mum also got the gene from her mum. So used to do a lot of home cooking with her. And my dad owns an allotment. So he used to bring home a lot of vegetables and everything. And you were suddenly seeing all this great stuff and just working with it and seeing it in front of you and getting to create things with your own hands. That, that's what really strived me on to want to be a chef. So what's so unique about East Lothian when it comes to foodie treats? East Lothian's fantastic. It really is. I mean, you've got the architecture, you've got amazing castles, you've got the coast, you've got beautiful grass fields, you get the farmland. It's got everything. It's even got probably the best climate in Scotland as well. So it's catered to be perfect to grow amazing produce and raise amazing animals to turn it into an amazing meat. So it's got a bit of everything in it and it's ideal to grow some amazing stuff. And I've come across some amazing people. I'm guessing with the, the rural farmland and the miles of coast, there's no start, shortage of local suppliers and produce around East Lothian as well. No, definitely. One of my things about being an ambassador is going out and meeting a lot of new local suppliers, what people are doing. And it's not just a case of using them because they're local. We're using them because they're really good. You know, they've got a story. And that's what I like about food and everything. I like to know there's a story behind it. I encourage my chefs and everybody that I work with not just to um, look at food that just turns up in the kitchen and cook it. Find out where it's came from. Find out how it started its journey. And we're very lucky in East Lothian. We've got fantastic ones around us. We've got Jane from Brands Farm. Her outdoor reared pork and lamb. Oh, I, I'm kidding you not. It is second to none. I spent a day with her on the farm. Uh, I even got to help a lamb give birth. It was absolutely amazing experience. But to go out there and see the hard work that they do, you know, they're up at five in the morning. They're not finishing till like 11 at night. And it's all about welfare of the animal, making it the best it possibly can be. That's just one place. You've got Belhaven smoked salmon, Belhaven lobster, going out and amazing lobsters right out in the sea that's just around us. When you meet one of them, it opens you up to meeting others. And that's what I really like about East Lothian. It's always meeting new people and just hearing their stories and how well and how hard they work to make such a great product. D David, tell me this though. So you've got a, a, a customer uh, in the restaurant and... Mm -hmm. You know, you've just told me about all these uh, phenomenal stories and, you know, the, the incredible work that goes into making this local produce, uh, this local product. D would the customer notice a difference if they didn't know anything about what they're eating or that where, where it came from? Yes, I would say they would. 
it's amazing produce. We did some blind tastings with some staff, some waiting staff and everybody. And uh, we didn't tell them where anything came from. But straight away, the ones that we were all picking were actually the local suppliers compared to the other ones that we've got oh, in brilliant. in the past. So you can taste the difference. And I'm not just saying that because it's local and everything. You really can. You can taste something when it's been properly looked after rather than mass produced or anything like that. There is a real distinct flavour to something. Now, food tourism, that's something that I, I, I don't think people used to talk about that much, but food tourism is, is a kind of term that we hear a, a lot more of these days. What does it mean What does it mean to you? Well, food tourism has became really big. It's, I'd say it really came big just a couple of years ago, especially through COVID and everything. And it's just, it's, a, it's taking people on a journey. It's a lot of people now, when they're going to visit places, it's not just going to visit somewhere, a park or a zoo or castles in they want to go and find where the best food is as well, where the best food and drink is. They want to really submerge into the culture and the locality. So to me, it means about taking people on a culinary journey within that local area, you know, to, to go out, to shop, to dine uh, in local markets, restaurants, to really experience, the, I'd say, the amazing local hospitality that we have here in East Lothian and to go hand in hand with the local, the amazing scenery we have. Do you know what? I think you're totally right because whenever you go on holiday, that's one of the hardest things, isn't it? Going on TripAdvisor and trying to find the, the best place oh, yeah. and you, you don't know whether to trust number one or you don't know whether to give number 10 a go because, you know, it seems a wee bit it seems a wee bit more reliable if they've got a few bad reviews as well because otherwise, how can they all have all the good reviews? It doesn't make any sense. You know, so you're totally right. Food tourism is absolutely massive and you always rave about the places you've, you all the places you've been to to have some amazing food when you've just come back from holiday as well. Oh, you do. Um, I mean, Scottish hospitality, I believe, is second to none. You know, we're, we're a very friendly nation. And I don't think we sing about it enough. I think we're quite quick to put ourselves down, but we do an amazing things. There's are so many people out there that do amazing things. And uh, I think food and drink in Scotland in general is one of the biggest things we should be singing about. So East Lothian is considered Scotland's food and drink county. Is that right? It is. Yeah, definitely. It's for me and for many people, the best food comes from East Lothian. It does. You know, we've got these coasts. We've got the beautiful coastline. We've got amazing grass. We actually grow the most eaten Brussels sprouts in the whole of Britain are grown in East Lothian. We've got the most amazing lamb, pork, shellfish. I mean, you could go on and on. It, it's the climate. It, it's the people that all work together. I mean, there's a farm just up the road from me that does all the potatoes and they pretty much do 90% of the chip shops in the whole of Glasgow with their potatoes. Really? All come from East Lothian, yeah. Uh, what is Scottish food, though, David? I mean, what, what is that? People always talk about how, or they even almost, you know, joke about Scottish cuisine being, no. you know, deep fried stuff, this, that and the other. Oh, but, well, what yes, is it? What is yes. it to you? To me, it's definitely not deep fried. Uh, it's not deep fried Mars bars or anything like that. Scottish food to me is amazing. I mean, we've got the best larder in the world. We really have. We've got the best game in the world. We have amazing venison. We have amazing grouse, duck. We've got the best beef in the world. That goes without saying. We've now, I would say, the lamb is far superior to New Zealand lamb. Our pork is getting big. It's getting huge now. And our salmon has always been big, our smoked salmon. Shellfish, our smoked haddock. I mean, when you look at it, if you really take a real good look at it, Scotland really do have amazing natural ladder on their doorstep. And I think not enough people know about it. And when you look into it, the amount of actual our food that gets exported 
to places like France and Dubai and America because they know that's the best produce out there. So we're now looking into starting up and getting these amazing East Lothian languistines on people's menus all around us. People are now starting to really understand it and start seeing it and start thinking, do you know what, hold on a minute, you've got amazing produce, let's keep it in Scotland. Let's not always export it. And uh, it's about looking after local people that do a great job. But again, a great product. And that's that's key. It's not just because they're local. It's not because they're Scottish. It's because they do a really good product. And that's second to none. Phenomenal. So where would you say are the best kind of local spots to be heading for a bite to eat then? You know, whether it be Dunbar, North Berwick, Musselburgh, even uh, more of the rural spots. Tell us, you know, about your whistle stop tour of the highlights that's the great thing about East London. You've got a mixture of everything, to be fair. You know, you've got so much. If you want to pop in for a lovely tea, coffee and cake and you want amazing uh, scenery, then you really need to go to the Drift just outside North Berwick. Joe McNichol does an absolutely amazing job up there. You could sit there for hours. I've been up there myself and I've, it's just, it's like a big game made up porter cabin idea, but the views, you're sitting there and it looks on to Bass Rock, you can see the sea, the whole Edinburgh, you see over to Fife and everything. And on a good day, you could literally just sit there and have a lovely tea, coffee and a freshly baked scone. I heard everything. a thing, though, David, I heard a thing, uh, if, you, if you're if you at a restaurant with a good view, you should run away. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, food, the food doesn't need to be good. People turn up there anyway because of the view. So that you're telling well, me the food yeah. is good and the view is good. This is amazing. That's what East London's all about. You get two for the price of one, you see. <laughs> So where else but, would you uh, recommend? Oh, I mean, you've got a, such a mixed bag. If you're after a bit of fine dining and something a wee bit different, obviously Archerfield is uh, definitely up there. That goes without saying. We do amazing food here. But you've got Osteria, an absolute amazing little Italian down in North Berwick. A small restaurant. They've won the Italian Awards quite a few times in the past years. A lovely family owned. You've got La Portigny in Gullen. If you're looking for a bit of romantic dinner, uh, of course, you've got Tom Kitchen at the Bonnie Badger. Uh, that's a mix of everything, if you fancy just a pint and that. Uh, you've got Grey Walls with the Rue Brothers. And you've just you've got the recently refurbished Marine Hotel, also in North Berwick. But the great thing about East Lothian, you're always finding something new and something different. Anytime you drive around or go and visit somewhere, there's always something that just pops up. And you think, oh, we'll pop in there. And it's it could be just a well-made steak pie, but it's proper, it's tasty, it's gorgeous. That's what I like about East Lothian. There's not a lot of big chain restaurants around here at all. And that's what it's all about. It's more independent people that put a lot of effort into what they're trying to do. And I think that makes it a lot more personal. A hundred percent. Great thing about East Lothian, they're all different. They're all unique. And that's what adds to the charm. But yeah, you've got so many and you've got some amazing pubs when you get a bit thirsty as well. You know, you've got the ship in in North Berwick. They do cracking food as well. Uh, don't go don't clubhouse in Ghislaine, Castle Inn in Durleton. But yeah, you've got so much, but that's what it's about. It's about these unique places. And I think that's what really puts East Lothian in the map. But there's a weekly farmer's market as well in Haddington. Tell me about that. that I love places like that. Oh, that's what I love. I love farmer's markets. Uh, I think that's huge. Uh, Haddington's been doing really well. Basically, it's up to about 25 stalls that they do. And it's all local produce. So you'll get your farmers coming along. You'll get people that make the oils. You'll get your East Coast cured. You'll get Bellhaven smoked salmon. You get so many. But I love the farmers markets because it gives an opportunity for these local independent suppliers to meet the public. You know, I think too much in this day and age is all over a phone or it's all over online. 
ordering nowadays. So you don't you miss that connection with the person. I mean, when I'm at work just now, all my ordering goes online, so I'm not technically talking to anybody, you know, until I'm talking to my local suppliers when I go and see them. But that's what I love about farmers' markets. You can talk to them. They'll, you see the produce in front of you, and you can see how passionate they are, you know. They really put a lot of effort into the food, and it attracts plenty of people. I think it's getting bigger and bigger again. And uh, I'm a huge believer in farmers' markets. I think they're fantastic. You don't get much more fresher produce. And you get to talk to the person and you get a real feel, a passion of what they believe in, what they do. And it's about all working together and helping the local community. 100%. And it's also good fun as well. Just a fun way to spend a couple of hours on a Sunday. Get the kids involved in everything, you know. They they usually put on some games or some live music and everything. So they make a real big effort in it, you know. I know. So we've spoken loads about restaurants and, and great food, but what about coffee and cake? You know, we, we all love a, a coffee and cake. Where's good for that? My mum's cake is absolutely amazing. She actually makes a great coffee cake. We should only get that selling. I don't, I don't think she'd appreciate a queue outside her front door, though. Well, no, I very much do. I don't think she could keep up, but um, <laughs> it is absolutely phenomenal. No, we've got, again, we've got some cracking cafes and everything. Um, we get JP's in North Berwick. It was a chef I actually used to work for Gordon Ramsay many, many years ago. And uh, he set up his own little cafe down there, and he's doing a fantastic job. Um, they make amazing coffee, gets all his coffee beans in, and they grind it all fresh and everything. It, it really is. The, the atmosphere in there is great. When you're down there on a summer's day, and the uh, high street's absolutely heaving, it, it's great to go in there. You feel everybody's chatting away, and it, it's fantastic. But again, you've, you've got all sorts of places. Um, like I said, you've got drift up, up the road as well where you can have a lovely homemade scone. I mean, there's nothing better when you go in and have tea and coffee and you know the cakes are homemade and the scones homemade. You know, you can tell straight away they're not, it's not like bought in, you think, you know, it's a bought in scone. It's when you're going out for tea and coffee and thing, you, you really want to go out and enjoy it. And it's nothing better than a baked homemade scone or go for an afternoon tea. I mean, those things are huge now. We do quite a good one here at Artsfield. You've got the Wall Garden, again, just up the road from us. It's got a fantastic little cafe in it. Again, all homemade produce. At the end of the day, you want to find these wee ones that are all tucked around in corners and little side streets. And you'll find those are the ones that are the most welcoming, where you'll get a proper good cup of coffee or cup of tea and a lovely homemade cake. Oh my God. What you, else could you ask for, you know? I, I have to say, you've really got me salivating there. The, the amount of times you said I'm cake and scone. Oh, <laughs> my God. So after a long day of exploring the coast and countryside, we'll have earned a, a good drink. David, where are the best spots for a good uh, local pub or bar? Oh, you've got plenty to choose from. Take North Berwick, for instance, after having a nice wee walk down the beach and everything. You've got the ship in. It's a cracking little local, uh, really welcoming. you get got a nice pint in there. Uh, you've got the own clubhouse in Gillen, which is fantastic. If you want to go and visit uh, Durlton Castle, you've got the Castle Inn, which has got a cracking little beer garden out the back as well. And uh, in a nice hot summer day, there's nothing better than sitting out the back, relaxing with a nice cold pint. Uh, you've got the Grange in North Berwick. I mean, you, you've got so many. You've got the other ship in, which is in Musselburgh. Again, just been redone and renovated, and it's really great. I mean, anywhere that's, again, it comes back to the local thing, getting away from the chains and going to a proper local pub. You know, that you go in on a winter's day and you've got the log fire on, you feel welcome straight away. You can see they've got the lovely local cask ales and you've got a lovely selection of the gins and everything like that. It, that's what it's about. And a summer's day, it's going out, sitting in the back, enjoying the heat and just enjoying the hospitality. 
So it's going to a proper, the best places to go is finding your own local pub. There's so many to choose from. Going in there, you'll always be welcomed with a smile and a proper good pint. Fantastic. Finally, how important is it for us to support local when we when we visit East Lothian? Huge, absolutely huge. We all need to start supporting people around us a lot more now. We've been through some real tough times over the past few years, and I think hospitality's took a huge hit over the past few years. But at the same time, it's gave us opportunities at the same time, I think. The businesses, your local suppliers, farmers and that, are starting to look at a different market, and they're looking at local. There's a lot more people now having staycations, as they like to call them. So people are more staying in this country. More people from down south are coming up, and, um, and they want to experience what's around them, what's local. Especially in this day and age, you've got sustainability and everything. You know, you want to be using people. Again, you can build up a rapport with, you can build up a trust with. And it's that personal touch. Again, like I said earlier on, it's getting away from just going on online ordering and ordering from Malayan things. It's getting to know amazing people around you, seeing what they can produce, whether it's a farmer, whether it's people making rapeseed oil or going out small fishing boats going out to pick up lobsters or even a small cafe working away and doing amazing things. We need to support each other. We're all one community. And like I said earlier, Scotland are the greatest at shouting out how amazing we are, but we really are. There's so many places in Scotland that are amazing, but East Lothian alone, to me, it stands up there. The local community really come together. That's where your farmer's markets come in. The more people support these places, the longer these places can keep going and money comes back in to East Lothian and we're not looking at bringing things in from afar. So a lot of people will say, well, it might cost me a little bit more. You would say it's worth it. It's completely worth it. Everything costs money in life, but it costs money for a reason. People aren't putting prices up just because they want to make a fortune. When you look at these producers, it costs a lot of money to do what they're doing and make what they're doing. So they don't actually make a lot out of it. What you get, you will see a difference. And like I said as well, you do a blind tasting, trust me, you will see difference in everything and anything. You'll be able to tell what's local and what's not local because it has distinct flavours. It looks better, it tastes better, it smells better. Yeah, think it costs a bit of money, but if you're going to visit somewhere, you want to try something that's local. It's got amazing culture and everything, and you want to get yourself soaked up into the atmosphere and uh, and get trying these things, and that's what it's about. It really is. Uh, one thing I'm asking each guest to do at the end of each episode is to sum up why East Lothian is so special to them. Now, I have the feeling your answer will have something to do with food and drink, but tell me, what, what would you say? Just slightly. No, I mean, I, I normally, my last place I came from a city centre. So I was jumping in a train, walking through a city centre, which doesn't have much around it and straight into work. Something about East Lothian is I walk to work from where I am now. And there's nothing better than a beautiful day walking in. You've got the amazing wildlife around you. It's quiet. There's no noisy traffic and all sorts of things going on. It's quiet. There's not many people around. You've actually got time to have a good think and your thoughts and clear your head, ready for a good day ahead of yourself. It's about the local community. I think they're a very friendly county. Everybody wants to help each other. And it's, it's to me, it's about everybody working together coming together, working in an amazing environment, unspoiled places, unique experiences, unique producers, restaurants, 
somewhere where other places have, but I don't think they have it in abundance as East Lothian really do, because we really do have a lot. But yeah, it's walking around and soaking it all up. You've got the sea beside you. You've got amazing farmland, grassy fields, woods. You know, I mean, how could you not beat that? And you've got amazing food and drink to obviously top it all off. If nobody could come to East Lothian and fall in love with it, then I think that there's a problem there because... You can't help yourself but immerse yourself into the whole locality of it all. Absolutely. Well, do you know what? I, I reckon someone's listened to this podcast and really, I think I might have shocked some people about how brilliant East Lothian is for food and drink. David, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. It was really, really interesting chatting about the food and drink sector in East Lothian and uh, I'll hopefully see you soon at the restaurant. No problem at all, Fat. Thank you very much. Good talking to you. Thanks for listening. You can head over to visiteastlothian.org to discover even more unique experiences right here within minutes from Edinburgh. And don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast so more people can discover the true beauty of East Lothian. I'll see you next time.